The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got with me from the Hall of Fame City, Chef Julian. You there, Chef? Uh, yes, I am. All right, the chef is with us, but uh, I'm also blessed again. You want to know what matters to me? It matters to me that I got one of my teammates, one of my boys from the original Dog Pound in the studio with me, and that is Al Gross, Bubba. All right, all right. <laughs> in the studio. We're going to make it happen today. So, Chef Julian, listen, this is going to be a real good thing, man. We got uh, the Ohio players in the studio, you know. We got uh, uh, you back there in Canton, Ohio, holding it down. We got, uh, you know, Bubba back in his, well, his part-time home from the University of Arizona right down the road there. So he's comfortable here living now here in Arizona, but of course from Stockton, California. I get that I get that right? That's right. Got That's that right. right, you know. So uh so hey before we really get into it, because I do really want to get into it, Bubba stopped in the studio today. Me and him had a conversation a little bit, man. He'd been doing great things out here in the community. So before I just lose my mind in this whole football thing, Bubba, I mean you know, talk me, talk to me a little bit about the things you've been doing out here in the community, man. I've been hearing great stuff and uh, uh, something called Project Intercept, I think it is. Yeah. But uh, tell me a little bit, what, what's the mission and what you're doing with the kids? Well, first of all, Arizona is ranked last in the United States in graduation rate. And that was brought to my attention by uh, some teachers and some educators. And they asked me to give my hand. So uh, with that... Uh, I just transferred the stuff that I was doing, uh, motivating kids with sports. And we just uh, put it to kids focusing on graduation. And uh, so far, it's turned out really well. We, we've uh, spoken to a number of kids thus far, and the list is getting building up. And we're partnering in with uh, resources because it's one thing to get them fired up, but you also have to give them the necessary assistance if they are, have fallen behind. So now, now let me let me ask a question, uh, Al. Of course, you know you talked about the graduation rate being, you know, uh, pretty 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 bad. You know, it's it's the worst in the country. But but when you look at it, also you know there there are some challenges here in in the state of Arizona. Uh, is always a, a chance that there is a group of folks who, for some reason or another, believe it's the responsibility of the parents and uh, not necessarily the responsibility of the schools, and, and they're not interested in supporting uh, the education system by giving them the resources that they need. So is, is that a situation here, whereas, uh, you know, there's some parts of the suburbs uh, in Arizona where I know they get everything. There's other parts where the resources that they need, such as the programs that you're providing, aren't always in play. Um, is, is that part of a problem, a lack of resources in Arizona? It is. And uh, the, the budget was cut drastically for education in the last few years. And that's contributed to part of it. But this is a trend that's going on nationally, Ray. Uh, the inner city schools, uh, you know, the no, no child left behind school testing that was uh, put in place a few years ago when the Bush administration was involved. It, it deals more with testing and funding according to the performance of the schools. And, uh, and, and as we have noticed is that the inner city schools are failing uh, in the education, I mean, teachers, they're having a hard time getting teachers. Uh, we got a lot of uh, kids who are being disciplined out of school and going into alternative school. And then we have a lot of private charter schools that are popping up and they're draining funds from some of the public schools. So it's a national problem. And one of the things that is more or less going to hurt the inner city kid and the rural kid 
Don't want to leave them out. They're getting hurt, too, to small school districts, and uh, that's the trend. And, and we happen to be here in Arizona where we know, of course, there are the reservations that come into play as well. And, and I'm not educated enough to speak about that, but I would imagine that there are some concerns there. You know, I was one of those people, and I'm, you know, listen, I, I have nothing to hide. Uh, and during the Bush administration, I was working, working in the faith-based uh, initiative programs, and, and I did support President George W. with the no child left behind, but it appears that a lot of children got left behind. And that and I think that's what the problem is, is that the schools that were non-performing were going to be penalized, but those schools that were not performing, you know, again, it was a lack of resources, and then whatever resources they had, if you were taking them away, it, it, it basically plays out to be a pretty bleak situation. So... Um, what's what's the solution you think here in Arizona that they've decided that let's try Plan B if Plan A hadn't been working? Well, Plan B is uh, you got to get you got to get the uh, public sector involved. You got to get uh, businesses. You got to get uh, our grant uh, grant giving community has to take up the slack because uh, it is costing this state. They uh, they approximate the cost of the state seventy six billion dollars for these kids not to graduate, and we got six. Out of every 10 African-American and Latino males who are not graduating, and they are 82 percent of those are ending up in the prison system. So and you, it's you, an alarming thing. And then you mentioned earlier, Ray, before about the Native American. It is even higher in the Native American community. So those are some things that really motivate me. And we got to empower these kids right. and give them some hope. And uh, provide some, like I said, some resources that don't come from the school system. And that's, what's that, that's what we're trying to do. Well, I'm one of those people. I'm not mad at Bill Cosby, who years ago said that our dirty laundry get out of school every day about 2, 33 o'clock. And they do. <laughs> and, and we do have to address that issue. And as you mentioned, you know, um, a great concern for, for me and you as, as, as black men is that there are a lot of black men who are a part of this. And I'm going to say it is a problem, but but there are states like Arizona that thinks that privatizing uh, the privatization of the prison system is perhaps maybe an alternative for them because, again, it's money-making. It, it makes money for them when these young men are in prison instead of uh, working in a, in, a, in a job where they're contributing to society and to the tax uh, revenue as opposed to being a tax on the community. So... Uh, I believe there's hope. You, you feeling confident, Al, that there's hope? Or I do. I do because uh, the more people that are aware of it and they're, they're finding out that because these kids are not graduating, uh, the workforce is not being uh, filled like it should be. There's, there's nobody going to be uh, out there doing a lot of manual stuff. You see everything is computerized now. They don't need a lot of labor. Uh, add that to what the jobs are, that are manually uh, manual labor type jobs or going overseas, uh, the manufacturing jobs. And we need to bring that back home. But first, we need to allow these kids to have opportunity to get behind a computer or trained for an, uh, a different career other than something that's uh, minimum wage, and then that's going to help the economy. It'll help everybody all the way around. Yeah, and one thing that's happening uh, for sure is you're not going to go apply for a job and they ask you for uh, the amount of education you have, and if you do not have a high school diploma, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get a job without a high school diploma. Well, listen, Al, what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little football. We're going to hit, we're going to come back to this at the okay. end of the program because we want to talk a little bit more. want to make sure we find out how those people out there that might be interested. Uh, there is, I have a brochure in my hand, so there is a, a brochure, possibly a website and things of that nature. But it's always good to hear about, you know, ballplayers uh, paying forward, not not back, but, but paying forward and looking out for the future. Of, of this United States of America and making an impact on the world. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. I know Chef Julian got some cooking back there in the Hall of Fame city, and he wants to make <laughs> sure he talks about that. So you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be back with my man Bubba, Al Gross, number 27 from the Dog Pound. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're just a rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man in the studio with me, Al Bubba Gross. Also got Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City there in Canton, Ohio. Just waiting to talk about them Cleveland Browns. Go ahead. You know me and Bubba want to hear about them <laughs> Cleveland Browns. We don't want to we don't want to toot our horns. We don't we don't want to be no you know, no uh bandwagoners, you know, but 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 we homers. So but go ahead, Chef Julian. The Cleveland Browns did what? Did they do exactly what you expected them to do? Or, you know, again, uh, it, it was it a surprise to everybody? Because I'm going to tell you this. From my perspective, you know, there was a lot of hype that's been built up around the Cleveland Browns this year. But the hype has nothing to do with what's actually happening on the field because the hype is on the sidelines. But 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 Hoyer is uh, doing an outstanding job in the Cleveland Browns of winning some football games. And me and Bubba are happy. So tell us a little bit. You got a lot of stuff going on in the background there, Chef Julian. But why don't you tell us a little bit about them Cleveland Browns and how they performed this past week? Uh, I, I I think they did not they did not do what I expected. I expected them to beat uh, Jacksonville, the Raiders, and the Buccaneers. But uh, overall, they're they're doing pretty good. I mean, I don't get why people were surprised by this. I mean, they made great pickups over the off season in uh, Ben Tate, Carlos Stansby, and Dante Whitner, and they made a great pickup in Justin Gilbert to help out Joe Hayden in the coverage scheme. Uh, but then again, like you got to think about it, Brian Hoyer, he was three and zero before he got hurt. He's not just a quarterback that got lucky. He's a quarterback with skill, and he got his time to shine, and he took advantage of that. And I think he's uh, the franchise quarterback, and I don't know if uh, Johnny Manziel will uh, be playing anytime soon unless Hoyer gets injured. That's great. You mentioned uh, uh, two things that you mentioned that stood out to me, and one is that the they picked up some excellent veterans for leadership in the locker room, and the fact that you got a quarterback situation that you all of a sudden you have an abundance of quarterbacks where for the last eight or nine years there's been a lack of quarterbacks. So uh, I think those two factors are, are, are essential for the NFL to have leadership and to have quarterback play. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, what's really interesting about that, Bubba, is that what's happening in NFL is this is the time of the year where you have to depend upon your backup quarterback. You got a couple of them. That, I think the Philadelphia Eagles asked for something they wanted and got for something, got something they didn't want, and that is they wanted Michael Vick out of there because they didn't think he could stay healthy. Turns out it's kind of hard to keep your quarterback healthy. But in the Cleveland Browns case, what was happening? It wasn't about an injury. Let's say this time around, but you know, it's usually you're concerned if your backup quarterback would come in. Believe it or not, the Browns fans and some people, you know, who believe that the Browns will be better with Johnny Manziel, you know, he's on the bench. And the guy 
you know, who's starting is doing, you know, a great job. Some people would be worried about who their backup quarterback is. I think Browns fans really think that if Johnny gets in, he's going to take it to the next level. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I believe the best thing for them to do is that Hoyer stays healthy and he stays in the game. And I, I think even now the team has rallied around him. And it's just what we do. You know, you got you to gotta ride that horse that, that, that's winning that race for you and, and don't give up on him. So, Chef Julian, coming up this week, uh, you know, I think the last time was a primetime game. It was a Thursday night for the Browns again. <laughs> I got to say, me and Bubba a little spoiled. You know, we played for the Browns and we, we, we had some nice games, you know. But, but it's a Thursday night game. Is is of course, you know, to find out who gets the bragging rights for the state of Ohio, the heart of it all. You got the Cincinnati Bengals down the road. There used to be a time whereas, uh, well, that was a, a great rivalry because they both were playing up to par. The Browns have been on the downswing this time, but the Browns are looking good now. We're even talking playoffs now. You, you think this game has some playoff implica- implications in it this week when they play the uh, Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I'm going to go on record as saying if the Browns can beat the Cincinnati Bengals both times in Cincinnati on Thursday and uh, in Cleveland later on, they will win the NFC North and they will make it to the playoffs. This is the team to beat for, their, uh, for them to make it to the playoffs and to win the division. They have to get past Cincinnati. They won it last year, so they're the team to beat in the NFC North. You know, Chef Julian, that one of the things that's interesting about this season is that the NFC, AFC North has four teams with winning records and five and six wins by each team, and no other conference in the, in the NFL can say that. And uh, I really like the fact that they're going to play on the, on the big stage this week. After uh, a couple of weeks, they had a setback down in Jacksonville. I think this will put the Browns on the map as being a, a for real football team if they can beat Cincinnati, who a lot of people had picked to uh, be one of the teams to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, oh, most definitely. I mean, uh, when you talk, when you said it, uh, the AFC North has the, are the only teams that where all their teams have winning records, and nobody can say that. Everybody's been talking about who's the best division. I don't think anybody had the AFC North as uh, a great division. Um, yeah, and I and I think that's a great point that you made there. Yeah, you know, and I, and I hear both of you saying that, but but really going in. At the beginning of the season, I think you just alluded to it, Chef Julian. I don't think anybody had AFC North as a division where you're going to see, you know, real competition. I think it was this NFC West out here division of which uh, has been a surprise to people. They just haven't been playing up to the level of everybody thinks the talent that they have on the field happens to be. But, uh, you know, you're you're right. There's some good teams in the NFC North. Uh, it, it's almost like uh, the college situation, whereas, okay, you could find yourself in a position that your division is so good or, or your conference is so good that you might eliminate somebody from making the playoffs, you know, because if obviously if you're in the playoffs, if you win the division, after that you got to look for a wild card, you know, and these teams being so close, it could be that somebody could make it or somebody could get knocked out from somebody in the division. What do you think about that, Bubba? You know, this is one thing I think the NFL did when they went to scheduling uh, where they mm. scheduled the top teams to play each other and then the bottom teams to kind of match up. And then it brings the parity back into the league. So each year you're going to have teams that are surprise teams. I look at the Dallas Cowboys who were and were picked to really not do very well, and they jump out to a, a, a six and one start, five and one, whatever it is, and bring a lot of hype back into the back into the game. But what we're gonna find, Ray, it's been proven through the NFL year after year, going back a thousand years. The teams that win in December yeah. are the teams that are gonna end up in the in the playoffs. So injuries are gonna play a big part. Uh, your your offensive and defensive lines are going to play a, a big factor, and that's what's going to be the difference this week with Cincinnati as far as the Browns go. Uh, if they can control that defensive line, which is the strength of the Cincinnati Bengals, they have an excellent opportunity to, to win this game. And I, I think the trenches is where it's going to be won. They, all, they always say that the game is one in the trenches, but you know the Browns got two all-pros up there that's been doing pretty good for the past few years. I don't see any reason why – 
uh, they they can't handle this. I'm I'm really not anticipating uh, anything different. Uh, I, I one thing I think about the Cincinnati Bengals, we all know on this on this call here, and anybody who's welcome, uh, anybody who would like to call is welcome to call eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Got one of the original dog pound ball ball boys with me hanging out, and that is of course our Bubba Gross. And uh, yeah, you know, you got the ball coach, you got the ball boys. That's how we do that. So, uh, but let's just think about this one, Bubba. The Cincinnati Bengals is Marvin in trouble if he don't get. If, no, no, Marvin. Lewis, oh, uh, Marvin, no, got to be in no, trouble, no, Bubba. No, come Marvin, on, look, look, Marvin Lewis. If Marvin Lewis has done a great job, Marvin is almost like Peyton Manning to me. For Peyton, if it ain't the Super Bowl. And winning at this time, Peyton, you should just hang it up because you don't have anything else to prove. But Marvin's got something to prove. And he's since Chad Uchocinco, that was Bob when we played, right? It's been so long since Chad been, you know, but 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 Marvin has been right there, Bubba. He he's been over promising and under delivering every year. Well, here here's the thing with Marvin Lewis. When you're working for the Brown family, who is who have traditionally been some of the cheapest but you got a minimum amount of money okay, you can spend. Okay, wh- right, right. So, given that fact, they've uh, got they lucked up with Andy Dalton. They lucked up on. They've got AJ Green. Some, AJ Green was a good drafter. They've made some good personnel moves. Now they haven't gotten over the hump to go to the Super Bowl. But, they've only won one playoff game, I think. But but I would say Marvin Lewis has to be. That's this is my opinion. Have done one of the best jobs with what he's been given of any coach in the league. Now, there are some guys that have stand out a little bit more, but I, I just think he's done a good job I'm a, what, I'm, he, I'm, what he I'm, has. Let me just give you another analogy of what he has and what he's done. Okay. Take Marvin and take Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Oh, well, Bill, Pel- Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. You know, well, see, you're but, but talent-wise. You, you, you won't get any. You ain't going to get nothing from me. if I, I don't like Bill Belichick. Oh, see, but you I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm watching the game, this 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 game, they uh, the, the past game they had against, uh, I can't remember exactly who it is. They just played Denver Broncos. The Denver be, Broncos. Yeah, now, just, Bill Belichick is up by a, a, lot of points. a, a couple touchdowns, and he runs – he runs his on fourth and one. He runs his punt team on the field. They this is pre-planned. The punt team rushes off the field. The offense runs on, and they're trying to quick snap Indianapolis. I mean uh, Denver, Denver to run to get an extra yard. Man, whatever happened to just lining up and knocking people off? Everything doesn't have to be trick plays and outsmarting. And I believe he was still in play. He was caught stealing <laughs> people's plays. And so Bill Belichick, I don't like Bill Belichick well, just because he's trying to be too smart sometimes instead of just playing old-fashioned football. Well, here's what I would say. I, I old-fashioned football like you and I know about a bubble, we're not going to see that again. But you're right. I will say this. When we played third and three and below was short yardage. Was a running down. No doubt about it. And you bring your personnel in. Right. Now, if it's third and two or third and one, it's, it's, a, it's a passing play. Okay, I can, agree. I, can, I can go with that. But if that's, the, if that's the makeup of your team and that's how you get two or three yards – I don't have a problem with that. So you tell me you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like Jeff Fisher's you didn't like Jeff Fisher's trick plays a couple weeks ago. No, what Tennessee did? No, no, all that. Uh, I mean, St. Louis. You didn't like the St. No, Louis no, plays. No, no, you're gonna drop all the <laughs> fake and do all that stuff, man. That's why that's they call. Bush, that's about that's, discipline. If your players are coached and they discipline, regardless, they know that the rules just kick in. Whatever receiver does, whatever he goes in motion, you already adjusted that in practice. You are, you're not prepared if you ain't ready for that stuff. That's Harry High School. <laughs> That's Harry High School. This is not the NFL. It's the Harry High School stuff. If you may, you can't make a living on that. You might get away with it one time, but let it not work. And see what the fans well, see, say Bill, about it. Well, Bill Belichick, that's the thing about it. If you remember, Bill Belichick has history with Peyton Manning because he tried to go for it on, on fourth down with Peyton Manning years ago passing the ball, and, and they got stopped. So Bill Belichick up against Peyton Manning, they know to expect something out of the ordinary. That's just that's just who he is when he plays Peyton. He just don't ever want to give the ball. It's like, really, it's like playing against Bill Belichick. I don't care if there's still time on the clock. 
It's like me and you, we got some history too with another guy named John Elway. Don't give him the ball. I don't care if it's just time on the clock, right? Don't give John the ball. Don't give Peyton the ball. Don't give, don't give Tom the ball. And I think that's all Belichick was doing. But I... Man, I just saw say this. Bubba's having a flashback I, 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 look, in the studio, Chef Julius. I know, Julius. I'm starting to lick my lips. Yeah, stuff. man. <laughs> I'm on this hey, side, too. Hey, too. I will say this. You need to increase your your security when you're playing the Patriots yeah. on Friday and Saturday. You better you better keep all the, you know, they got those little uh, 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 drones flying over the top. You <laughs> might have something like that, delivering packages and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, Bill Belichick no, is no, not, no respect, not one of the, no respect not for, one of the top for Bill Belichick. He doesn't get your Hall of Fame vote, I, I would assume. He's going in because of his wins and Super Bowl wins. But, but, you, uh, but not your vote. No, and then the people in Cleveland don't like him either. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he was with Cleveland. Yeah, he, yeah, you know, well, he screwed the Browns and up. Got him run out of, and, so, and then he got him run out of town, right? He was part of that exit, Yeah, he, right? ran, he ran Bernie out of town, and that, that sealed his fate. God bless you. All right. We're going to take a break. We got to take a break. Bubba, I think he's about ready to suit up in here, y'all. If y'all can see the look on his place, he got his fatigues on. No, it's not. It's fatigue color. He ain't got the fatigues on, but he got a nice polo shirt on. But listen, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm going to take a break and come back. What matters to me, my man Al Bubba Gross is in the studio with me, and Chef Julian is in the Hall of Fame city, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Alright, you hear the music, you know the show, you're talking, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. What matters to me is I got my man Al Bubba Gross in the studio with me, and Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City is out there with us. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, call us at 888-346-9144. Of course, you guys know I'm excited about this uh, upcoming Super Bowl. It's going to be hosted here in the desert, and of course, we'll be celebrating the 15th Annual Player Networking Event. Uh, Voice America, of course, will be broadcasting live. Voice America Sports will be broadcasting live the... Uh, entire length of the of the broadcast and uh, alrighty so uh, what I'm going to do is here's a couple things that I want to uh, uh, talk about here uh, me and Bubba going to get before the end of the show we're going to talk a little bit about the heads up program with all that concussion stuff going on and uh, it looks like uh, in terms of the guys who, who's involved in those lawsuits don't look like too many guys are opting out but that heads-up program is extremely important that we continue to get the message out to teach these young men what's the most important thing as it relates to head trauma and uh, even in contact uh, to make sure you keep that head up. But I, I, let's talk a little bit about America's team. I got I to gotta talk some football because the Arizona Cardinals is now America's team uh, because they, 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 they beat the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, listen, I, I can tell you this, though. If I think about... The biggest surprise coming into this season, 
you know, it's probably two. I'm, I'm not in the same breath. And we were just talking about one of them was the Cleveland Browns. I don't think we anticipated the Cleveland Browns to be having the kind of success that they're having this year at this stage of the season. And I certainly don't think that people thought that the Arizona Cardinals was going to have the kind of success that they were having because we thought that the uh, Seattle Seahawks, perhaps they were coming back on another mission. And as well as the fact that the San Francisco 49ers might be on that same mission. It might be, you know, a collision at some point in time down the road with these with those two teams. But the Arizona Cardinals have stepped up big time, Bubba. And uh, when you think about it, you know, you got Patrick Peterson, you know, out there at that corner. And, and, and I, I think, I just so happen to think that they just make a mistake with Patrick because I believe that Patrick Peterson would be a Hall of Fame safety if they moved him to free safety. He's doing his thing at corner. Uh, did Dez finally catch a pass? Because the last time I recall, it was deep into the fourth quarter and, 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 and Dez hadn't caught a pass. Uh, there was a couple penalties on him a few times. He had been targeted a few times, uh, but not so much. But, but when you watch Patrick and the job that he's been able to do, and uh, you know, unlike you know, Sherman, Richard plays that, you know, that cover two corner, which is more of a zone, and, and Patrick plays a lot of man-to-man with some people, uh, what what do you see in Patrick, uh, Bubba, that makes you that gets you a little bit excited and, and 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 perhaps maybe make you admire the style of play that he has? Or you might not agree. You might agree that you know maybe there's something missing with him. Uh, but when you see him going up against a quarterback, uh, any quarterback in the National Football League, and and to be able to shut some receivers down like the boys we used to play with, the Hanford and Frank. Uh, what, what do you think about his his talents? Well, what I see what I see with Patrick Peterson is that. He's becoming a student of the game. The last, you know, we we're here in uh, Arizona, so we're going to get the Cardinals on TV whether we want to or not. Yeah, if you're right. looking at regular TV, uh, but he has first couple of years is dependent on athletic ability. Mm-hmm. He got beat a few times. He guesses he's would, get, would guess sometimes, and you would see him get beat badly in certain circumstances. But then on the other hand, if you put him back there to run back punts, mm-hmm. he's going to make up for it. So he had those. But when you talk about maturity and a guy that is starting to become a student of the game, I think that has a lot to do with the coaching staff and Bruce Arians coming in here with his no-nonsense approach from Indianapolis. And he's been around with the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh organization and, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, the tradition of, uh, of defense with uh, Dick LeBeau and the whole thing over there. And, they, and he has become a student of the game. It's, just like I see Joe Hayden becoming more of a student of the game with the Browns. So the evolution of a corner is that you can't depend on uh, athletic ability because it's sooner or later you're going to have to you're going to have to get in the scout report, learn tendencies of receivers and so forth. And, and you know, it's really surprising to me. Uh, you know, well, I shouldn't say surprising to me. I'm really excited about the fact that you pointed out student of the game because half of those people out there probably listening to the show you when they think about student of the game you know there's certain things that they're going to think about but I I, I liked a couple days ago watching one of the games and uh, obviously it it had to be if it was a, a Chris Collinsworth it had to be a Monday night game and and Chris actually talked about how he uh dropped a little bug in the ear of one of the receivers who when they were lining up and it was a pass play that in watching film on them, he noticed that when it was a pass play that they took the time to uh, adjust their gloves a couple different times. And he picked up on it every time he did it. So uh, Chris said he just dropped the bug and just let him know, you know, it was just being a mentor, you know, to a receiver. Right. You know, and, it's, and, and those are when you talk about a study of the game, everything doesn't happen. Uh, in the books, everything you find out about you, when you study your opponent doesn't happen in the books. It happens on the field, and you got to putting one leg up, the other leg back, bending the knees a little bit more, looking at, looking inside, or you know anything that you can pick up that's consistent. And I think a lot of people, when they think about it, you know, they're thinking when we talk about students of the game that it's just about watching film and reading your playbook. They don't think about all those other little things that we try to little nuances we pick up out there on the field, Bubba. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things somebody pointed out, we, I, you know, I'm from Northern California. You got a lot of 49er fans. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys pointed out to me, he says, Colin Kaepernick. How come he doesn't come off the field and look at film and stuff like uh, Peyton Manning and, and Brady and some of these other quarterbacks? He rushes off the field to grab his hat. 
he's worried about how he looks when he come off the field. He wants to put that hat on first. And you see the other quarterbacks the who've tablets. been in the league a long time. The they come back and they're looking at the tablets. They're looking at the at the what they you know what the last series what they were lined up in, so that when they see it again, they know exactly what to do. And and that's probably the biggest transition from college to pros and why Johnny Manziel, he may not be starting for the Browns, but because of you, I always think you should see the league one time around before you actually get thrown out. Yeah, and, that, and that's because this is somebody who's speaking uh, from a position of a, a person that's got a chance to play in the National Football League, and you know, Al, that the difference in your first year and your second year, you know, all you really got, you can really stop and think about it when you're in high school. The reality of it, when you're a freshman going into high school, you're excited, but you also as, as, as intimidated as could be going into high school. By the time you're halfway through that sophomore, that freshman year, or you suddenly in your sophomore year, you know, you feel like you own the campus. It's the same thing in professional sports. I mean, you could I don't care where you came from, how good you think you are, there's still some things that you don't know. And part of it is that playbook. <laughs> you know, and when they start calling them plays in the huddle, but uh, you'll learn. And it, it'll the, the second year is, is like day and night. It's just that much different. Chef Julie, I want to ask you a few questions. You know, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they they got somebody that perhaps maybe some consider as being one of the most valuable player or the most valuable player in Demarcus Murray. Uh, you know, in the National Football League at this time. Uh, how do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys? Did you get to see a little bit of that game where they played the Arizona Cardinals? And, and are you impressed uh, with the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, I'm, I am very impressed with the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, I would not put – I wouldn't put DeMarco Murray as the MVP this year. I mean, at this point at this point in the season, you don't think he's in the conversation? He's in the conversation, but I wouldn't make – I wouldn't put him in first, in first place. I think uh, Tom Brady has – Definitely surpassed him. He's twenty-two. He has twenty-two touchdowns and only three picks. He was eight. He had eighteen and uh, one touch. Uh, he had eighteen touchdowns and one interception this month. And I think that he's definitely surpassed uh, uh, Demarco Murray in uh, that. In that. Well, let me ask you: if you're if you're if you're the Dallas Cowboys now, having uh, you know some issues with your quarterback. And, uh, Bubba, I'm going to ask you this question, too, but I'm going to ask Chef Julian first. Having some issues with your quarterback, uh, are you running the ball more than you have been so far this season when you start coming in this week? Uh, and, of course, you got DeMarco Murray and then you got Tony Roman that you're concerned about. I want you to think about that because it's coming up. We're going to have to take a break. Uh, if DeMarco Murray is not the most valuable player in the league thus far this year, uh, he certainly had a chance, uh, or he will have a chance to make his case uh, this weekend. Because if I'm the coach for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not putting my quarterback in that kind of jeopardy when I got the number one running back in the National Football League in my backfield. I see no reason why I don't just turn around and hand the ball to him. So I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get some feedback from Chef Julian and Al Bubba Gross when we come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters? Al Bubba Gross is in the studio with me and Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City is on the line with us. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
alternate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Alright, I'm going to cut in there real fast and get to the chase. You're, looking, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters. I'm trying to read some notes at the same time. What matters to me, of course, Al Bubba Gross in the studio here with me, one of the original Dog Pound members. Al and I, of course, were teammates with the Cleveland Browns doing a drive and a fumble. Those are two years I spent there. I spent more years there coming out of the University of Arizona. And I got Chef Julian with me as well. Uh, it, I just want to change the subject here, and I want to stay in sports, but I want to change. And I want to talk about Kobe Bryant for a second. I just got to talk about this. You know, I guess Kobe had said something to the effect of, I'm, I'm, I'm just, again, this is, I'm a paraphrase what Kobe said and I, the message I think he got, and he was trying to send to Jeremy Lin is, listen, man, you know, don't be, don't, you know, don't be scared. You know, we just playing basketball. Ain't nothing they could do to you. It's going to be a foul or it's going to be, or they're going to get kicked out the game. So, let, let, so let's go on and get this, but this is how I roll. You know, I ain't worried about nobody. I don't want you to be worried about, worried about nobody. And and listen, you know, if you're going to roll with me like this, man, I'm just going to roll over you and, get you know, and I'm, and I'm going to throw you away like everybody else because, man, you, you can't win this game if you're scared. You, you, you can't play scared. Don't be, you know, and, and, and don't worry about it. I got your back. I got your back on everything. You, you got some talent. But you can't play scared, and don't worry about it because I got your back on everything. And then if you play scared, then I'm done with you, bro. You, you got to go. You're wasting my time. But, man, I, I really don't mind Kobe having that attitude and playing like that. And, and listen, if you want to be a champion, you know, if you don't want to be a champion, man, don't come play with Kobe because all he want to do is be a champion. So, I mean, is there really something wrong with that? I mean, maybe he called Jeremy Lin out in public. But is there something wrong with having that attitude, man? You know, Bubba, because man, if, you know if you want to win, you you've been there. You know if you want to win, winning you you can see. You know what? You can look back over your life, and in athletics in particular, and in and academics as well. You can see winning because you know what? You can also see losing. And when you look at winning and you look at losing, they look like two different things. What do you think about that, Bubba? Well, that's what I was talking about earlier about leadership. You have to have veteran leadership to call that out and then have a person that can be respected so that the person responds to it. Because anybody, not just anybody, can say that to a guy and get away with it. That's right. And have the respect of his teammates. And he's justified in saying that. And he's justified in saying that. Now, you know, being being two guys that have played in the NFL, you know, enough to see been around the block, mm-hmm. there's guys that are just happy with being in a league. That's exactly right. And they're happy with just putting the uniform on. Whether they win or lose, they're fine. They want their check. They just want to ride around in the in the car and live the life. And if we lose, so what? And you can see that. Am I right? And, and well, I don't. I haven't been watching Jerry Lynn, Jeremy Lin. No, I'm not saying Jeremy. Lin. I'm but, not saying. But, but, but I'm saying. But, but what that, we're talking about. But that you can is, see it in a player. You can, you can see it. And then also, Ray. You can see fear in a guy's eyes doing certain situations. That's right. Case in point, two minutes ago, and you're playing defense, and you see guys, some guys will lock down, and you'll see them buckle down and play even harder. And you'll see other guys, oh, I don't want to get beat, and they have that I don't want to get beat mentality instead of let's go take it to them mentality. And all it takes is one guy. And when you're dependent on somebody every night, like you're doing basketball, three or four nights a week, if you don't call it out early in the season, when do you call it out? Right. And, and you know, you just setting the tone. You got to set the tone from the beginning because you got to let it. Jeremy, this is my team. And this is how this is how this is how we roll. Now, if you want to be on this team and you really want to win, you know, I don't need you to come to this team and. And, and try to guess what it's going to take to win. I'm going to show you what it takes to win, and I'm going to tell you what it takes to win. So you can't say nobody didn't tell you, and you can't say nobody didn't show you. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to tell you, so you know what it takes to win. Well, let me ask you this. I'm predicting. I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and predict. The Lakers are going to be Bubba out. Bubba lined he, up and looking me eye to eye, y'all. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's scary in the studio. Look, I'm going to predict this. That midway through the season, the Lakers will be so far out of the race for the Western Conference 
that Kobe Bryant will be okay with and work and somebody will work a trade for Kobe Bryant to, to go, go to a else. contender and to get two or three first round draft choices and a couple of players that match the salary. And I believe that somebody's going to give the farm away to give Kobe Bryant on their team. Now, no, 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 watch the season. Now, if the Bubba, Lakers I don't, are Bubba, smart, I don't see that happening. Look, you know if what? The Lakers are smart. They'll do it. They'll do like they Bill would. Belichick. He doesn't never wait for a guy to go all the way to the end. And now we're talking about a guy that's come off a Achilles tendon injury. Let me tell you, this, this is only what I could remember. There's been a couple guys that it happened to, but the one that I really didn't, you know, I didn't like to see him in another uniform. Or they were considering it. It's Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley should have stayed with the Philadelphia 76ers. Charles asked them for help. I was there when Charles, he asked them for help. That's really all he was saying is he needed some help. He came out here to, to, uh, to Phoenix Suns and, you know, got a little bit of help. Certainly, you know, went further down into the playoffs than the Sixers did. But then later on, a few years later, the Sixers found a young man that probably could have helped Charles out, and that was Allen Iverson. You know, and then Allen got you know, to the championship, ran up against Kobe. You know, he didn't have the help that he needed as well. But I, I would be curious. Kobe Shep don't too. have the help. He don't have no, the he don't help. Have no, he no, no, he don't have now, any help. Now, if Will Chamberlain and Shaquille O'Neal and some of the all great of Elizabeth of, that, long right. list. And Charles and Steve, is one of the greatest and, and of all time, Steve too. Nash out of Phoenix. See, again, Steve, I think with Steve Nash that his body was in such shape. I mean, Steve, Steve they asked him about it. Steve said he ain't retired because he wanted the money. Well, what about what about Kobe? He's had an Achilles tendon injury, but, st- but Kobe can still in his seventeenth or eighteenth, and he can year. still throw thirty down. But is he worth twenty eight, twenty nine million dollars on your cap? I think I think Kobe is because Kobe is producing. You can look at it. I think, man, I've seen some of these crazy statistics. People out there earning like fifty thousand dollars a minute a night. You know, <laughs> playing oh, yeah, basketball. basketball. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, so I think Kobe Kobe is still worth his money. Kobe is still not going to disappoint you. It's just a matter of the fact that there's other people that Kobe just pushes you so hard that they just don't want to work as hard as Kobe wants to work. Kobe wants to be Kobe wants to go down as the greatest of all time. And it's, it ain't just the way you start; it's the way you finish. Okay. And that's what Kobe's concerned about the way he finishes because he's not finishing. Then right he now. better switch teams, Ray, because you can't get a mule to win a horse race. Oh, and he's man. got a he's got a team full of mules, in my opinion. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's got a couple guys that can play, but to win in the Western Conference of the uh, you know with the with the Clippers, the Warriors, yeah. and those teams. Well, he, listen, they're not even they, they, not the problem happen. is they're not even the best team in L.A. anymore. We know no, that. No, so not. so they, they got some problems. But I want to get some Kobe in there, Chef Julian. Let me come back to you uh, <laughs> because I couldn't go without getting some get, getting some of the. Uh, uh, one of the greatest ball players of all time, which I, I met that young man when he was a very young man, and he hasn't disappointed. I just wish that uh, he could go out on a, on a better note. So, Chef Julian, you know we got the, we always do the best we can to get into the power rankings. Uh, I don't know if you have that available right now, but let's just count them out if you could who they are if you have them available. If you don't, then we can move on to the next subject. But can you just give us uh, ten through one if you have them there? Uh, number ten is Seattle. Number nine is Dallas. Number eight, Green Bay. Number seven, Pittsburgh. Number six, Detroit. Number five, Indianapolis. Number four, Philadelphia. Number three, Denver. Number two, Arizona. And number one, uh, New England. The biggest drop was uh, the San Diego Chargers. They moved down nine spots. And the biggest jump is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They moved up seven spots. Well, they listen. The Denver Broncos got killed. They should have dropped. I mean, I mean, the San Diego Chargers got killed. They shouldn't even be on the list. I told you, I never picked the Chargers. I've been consistent with that. And the Denver Broncos, they got beat up on too. So I'm, I'm, come on, Bubba. You hear those? You hear some of those names out there? And and the number one team again is who? Say that again, Chef Julian. The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. Now they started off. They were pretty low. I don't even know if they was in the top 10. And Bubba over here shaking his head. Bubba, you're not going with Thomas no, Hot again? No, no, Because you know what? Here's another thing. Look at, the divi- look at the division that they're in. They're in there with Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets. Okay, Miami is not good. You think Miami's going to beat Miami's them? Miami's okay. But, they're, but, they're so they're going to win that division. They're, they're 500 teams. But they're going to win that division. They're gonna, the Patriots will win their division. You'll see them in the playoffs. Right. Because they have an experienced quarterback and – 
they don't they're not that good on defense, but if they draw the right matchups, like they're set up to play against a passing team, but you can mash the Patriots. Well, what, and, well, why didn't Denver just do it? Because Denver wants to throw with Peyton Manning a hundred times a game. They, they they look, they're beating everybody throwing the ball. Why would you switch up against uh But Denver just beat the the Patriots last year for the AFC championship game. Well, this is this is a different season. You're right. It's, 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 you're right. It's a different season. It's but I bet season. I would bet on I would bet the farm on Denver in December against the Patriots. And Chef Julian, of of all those teams that, that you just read off that list there, who is in a position where you think they should be changed and should be moved up the list? Is there somebody that's a little bit too low on the list that you think, come on, we gotta move them up higher. They're better than that. The Cardinals, they're the best team in the NFL, and they're set, they're showing it. They uh, went. They had to play the entire NFC East uh, division, who some were saying was the best division in the NFL, and they swept them. They went 4-0. And they should be at the top of the list. They, I mean, they, they beat. Uh, and I, and the I Denver, agree with they, that. I'm pretty sure they beat the Denver Broncos. No, they, they lost to the Denver Broncos, but they're still showing that they're uh, one of the best teams. You know, in college football, what they look at is strength of schedule of the teams that you beat. Yes. And I would be interested to find out of those teams that are up there. Yes. The 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 uh, rank the strength of schedule rankings of the teams that they've already beaten. Well, Bubba, you're gonna have to come back for another show because our time is running out here, and you got a couple things that you want to say before we get. We got about thirty seconds. Is yeah. there some way somebody can get in touch with you, or a website, or or, or something uh, with the uh, with the program you're doing there? Okay, my program is is uh, projectintercept.org, and it's set up to uh, provide resources for kids that are. Or, uh, or need empowerment. They're disengaged. They're not doing what they're supposed to do necessarily in school and to prevent dropouts. And then I'm also the heads up ambassador for Arizona. Uh, you know, we're we're looking at the after the kids uh, along with the NFL to try to build some awareness with parents and coaches on hit and uh, concussion safety. All right. Well, you heard it from the best. You heard it from Al Bubba Gross. You will listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City was with us, and, of course, will be back with us next week. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.